Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. The Bible says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until, somebody say, until you be endued with power from on high. He said, tarry ye. Tarry. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't talking to Terry. He said, wait. He said, wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I'm going to preach to you this morning on this subject. Stay a while. Stay a while. Would you lift your, would you close your Bibles and put your, put your Bible down on your device and let's just lift our hands and ask the Lord to speak to us today. Jesus, we love you. Pray with me for just a moment. Amen. Amen. Would you clap your hands in expectation? Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. The disciples have just completed the greatest three and a half years of their life. They risked everything. They left businesses, careers, family. They left everything behind to follow Jesus. They they turned away from what culture said, how it has to be done, and what needed to be done. They, they rejected all of that and followed the Lord. And because they did, they, they saw some of the greatest things that, that has ever been recorded on this earth. They saw, a, they saw a dead man walk out of his own tomb. That's pretty cool. They saw, they saw Jesus walking on the water, but not only that, they saw one of their own. They saw Peter step out of a boat and walk on water. They saw water turn into wine. They saw the blind see. They saw the dead raised. They saw the lame walk. They saw anything and everything that you could imagine these disciples saw. And the Bible even goes on to tell us that if they were to record every story and everything that had happened, that the world could not contain the books which should be written. I've come to tell you, they had a great three and a half years. I mean, if they were in business, and, and if they were in business, those three and a half years were booming, right? I mean, the trends were just, it was just unbelievable. It was three and a half years of ultimate success. Then, the man that they devote their lives to is now hanging on a cross, accused of being a uh, a heretic, accused of being a false prophet, accused and 
slandered and spit on and called names and hung naked in front of everyone, enduring shame. And now this man that they gave everything to follow is dead and buried in a tomb. And you can imagine leaving the promise of career and and family and success. You can imagine leaving those things to follow Jesus only to now have him in a tomb and you wondering what's going to happen. He comes back. He, he, how many know that the grave could not contain him? Amen. After three days, he, the tomb is, is empty. We celebrated it just a few weeks ago. But even on Easter, we still celebrate the fact that he's not in that tomb anymore. I'll go a step further. He, he's not in the confines of this book. He's not in the the pages of just what happened yesterday. As a matter of fact, we still see a God that, yes, worked in this word, but he's still working, he's still moving, he's still healing today. He's still doing it. If you've ever been healed by the power of God, I want you to stand to your feet and just wave your hand like this. For anybody in this room that questions, is God still alive? Does God know where I'm at? Does God know what I'm going? Look around. Look around. I, I see people that have been healed, people that have, that have been set free and delivered from addiction. Don't tell me God's confined to this book. He, was, he got out of the tomb, and he's still out of the tomb. And if he did it for me and he did it for them, he can do it for you. So he's alive 40 days on the earth and, and shows himself alive. And, and, and now they, 40 days later, they get to a place and Jesus ascends into the heaven and he gives his disciples instruction to wait. Everybody say, wait. They've just completed the greatest three and a half years of their life into the hardest few days of their life. Now, now Jesus is alive. He's resurrected. Everything is back to normal. We're good. Jesus is here again. We can go around. We can see Jesus do all of these amazing things. No. Jesus says, he made, he made a statement to them like this. If you loved me, you would be glad that I was leaving you. He said, I'm not staying. The disciples, I'm going to tell you right now, they they were as human as any of us. I promise you, they wanted him to stay around. You would have too. They wanted him to hang out. They wanted him. He said, no, 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 I'm not staying here. He said, I'm leaving. He said, and furthermore, I don't want you to do anything except wait. That's tough instruction. Don't go back to your job. Don't go back to your past. Don't go back to all this stuff. I want you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to wait. Wait until the promise of the Father comes to you. That's a challenge. It's a challenge to go from moving at 100 miles an hour to now not knowing what the future looks like and waiting. Some of you in this building have come to this service this morning wondering what the future holds. You don't have the answer. You've tried, you've tried things that have not worked out, and you're here this morning looking for answers. 
And I've come to tell you that I have your answer. As a matter of fact, the Word of God has your answer. It's the same answer that that it was for the disciples. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait. And in Acts chapter 2, while they were praying and while they were waiting on what to do and where to go next, the Bible says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Jesus had a promise for them. He had a promise that his spirit would come into their lives. Amen. You have a promise this morning. Maybe you haven't received it yet, but I want to tell you that it is the answer to the question of what is going to happen to my future, what's going to happen to my family. I've come to tell you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, amen, is God living inside of you. It's not reserved for a group of people that are good enough. It's not reserved for people in this book, but God wants you to leave this building today full of his spirit. It'll give you comfort. It'll give you power. It'll give you wisdom. It'll lead you and direct you. I've come to tell you that the Holy Ghost is what you need. Amen. It's what we need. The Holy Ghost is what you need. I've seen people walk to this altar, an addict, and one prayer, God fills him with the Spirit, and they're no longer an addict today. Why? Because his Spirit's able to free you of addiction. I've seen his spirit heal people of cancer. I've seen him put families back together. I've seen him restore minds and restore health. And I want you to know that he is not a respecter of persons. He will do it for you today. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. But we have a problem with slowing down. As a matter of fact, some of you are in this room physically, but you are not in this room mentally. We are very good at staying busy. Because if we stay busy, we don't have to acknowledge the chaos that's in our life. We don't have to, maybe not even chaos, we don't have to acknowledge the problem. As long as we're moving, as long as we're in motion, as long as, as long as we got things happening, you're here in this building, but your mind, you're thinking, I got to do this, I got to do that, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, I got to take care of this. You're, you're here, but you're not here because you have learned if I can just continually move in my mind, then I don't have to acknowledge the problem that is present. But anytime you get in the presence of God, he forces you to acknowledge where you are. Because he didn't come just to give you an ibuprofen and send you on your way. And then five hours later, you got to get something else to help you. He didn't come to solve the symptom in your life. He came to solve the problem in your life. He came to solve the issue. You didn't come here for just a hit of Jesus. You came here for an answer. And I want you to know, if you're really looking for an answer, you can find the answer. Not just to the symptom, but to the problem. 
I'm not in this thing. I'm not here just to fulfill a religious duty and, and look real nice for everybody else and praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. Oh, you look so nice. God bless you. Isn't the weather, isn't the weather? No, no, no. I'm not here just to fulfill a religious formality. If you came to a church looking for a religious formality, listen, I'm real sorry, but we're not here just to fulfill routine. We're not, we're not here just to keep it surface level and, hey, how you doing? Oh, I got everything together. Everything's good in my life. You know, obviously you can see, look, look at our outfits. We're real nice, right? We got it all together. No, no, no. You, you, you came to the wrong place. You, you're, you're, you're in a building full of real people that have real problems and real issues. But guess what? There's a real God that really knows where I am, that really knows what I need, that really... He can take care of the problem. You got to let him. Sometimes it requires sitting down, not just sitting. He told Moses, he told, he told Moses, he said, come up here to me in the mountain and be there. He said, don't just be here in body, Moses, be here in spirit. Some of you, you can't, you can't, you can't have change in your life until you're here, until you stop. Until you stop long enough to acknowledge what is the issue in my life. The root issue, there's always a root. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. There's always a root. The, the issue produces symptoms, right? Lack of sleep, troubled, your mind's busy, it never slows down. You just... It's, it's, it, it, the issue produces symptoms, and you feel the symptoms, but when you get beyond the symptoms, you get to the issue. And Jesus said to the disciples, wait, tarry in Jerusalem. In other words, I don't want you to just keep moving, trying to do what you did when I was here, as if I'm still, he, he said, he said, you got to wait. You got to sit down. You see, sometimes, even when people go through loss, I don't understand it all, but I do understand a little. Even when people go through loss, a way we cope is just busy, busy, busy. We, we try to control our thinking and our minds, and we, we try to move and move. But Jesus says that's not the way. He said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be. In other words, blessed are they that sit down. And stare at it, at the problem, at the issue, at the grief. Why am I here? At the loss, sit down and acknowledge it. See the problem. Now, now, wait, because I've got an answer to your problem. You might be, I, I, I didn't, this ain't anywhere in any sort of notes, but let me talk to somebody who's mourning in this room. You are not crazy. You're not losing it. You're mourning. It's not, it's, not, it's not abnormal for you to mourn. You need to mourn. You need to mourn if you're going to be comforted. 
That doesn't happen in a day. I don't know the timeline that it happens in, but I do know the promise of the Word of God that if I will mourn, I will receive comfort, I will receive help from the Holy Ghost. You hear me in this room today. You may be mourning. Amen. But there is joy on the way. Don't push the mourning aside. Let the mourning draw you to to a God that wants to comfort and strengthen and help you where you are. We get so busy that we don't wait for the promise of the Father. There is a promise to you in this room today. Some of you need the Holy Ghost. You need God living inside of you. Some of you need to get back to the simplicity of just spending time with God again. You're so busy, you're so moving in your mind, you're so weary in what you are doing because you haven't stopped. You haven't stopped. You're tired. Not helping anybody. Thank, I didn't do that for a hand clap, but thank you. you you're, listen. Martha, Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up in the house. Jesus shows up. Listen, if, 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 Jesus, if Jesus physically, not spiritually, if you have seen Jesus and he has walked into your room, into your house, into your living room, sat on your couch and had a conversation with you, if, it, I'm not talking like spooky here. I'm, I'm talking like literally. I'm just... I'm asking a real literal question here. Has anybody, has anybody had Jesus sit on your couch? Okay. I didn't think so. Listen, listen, there, there's only a handful of people in history that have had Jesus come into their house and sit. And only a few. Mary and Martha was one of those. That's a big deal. I mean, if Jesus Christ walks into your home That's a big deal, y'all. He walks in to Mary and Martha's house, and and Martha gets to work. (laughs) Oh, man. You know my mouth gets me in trouble a lot. I'm trying not to make a comment. but Anytime you got, never mind. Well, (laughs) oh, Jesus, help me. You know, anytime you got two ladies trying to work together, there's always, there's always, you know, you know, Martha, y'all okay? Is that all right? <laughs> I'm as nervous as you are right now. You know, Martha, Martha gets to work. She immediately starts, starts cooking and starts, starts preparing this meal. Listen, they didn't have cell phones, y'all. They didn't, they didn't, uh, a telegram probably didn't come. Uh, a warning probably didn't come. Let's just be honest. She probably didn't get much of a warning. Now, some of y'all are are some of y'all are are the type of some of you ladies are the type of ladies that if that if if your cousin and their family walks into your house, you've prepared for a day and a half, right? You've straightened up, you've thrown everything in the closet, and you know just prepared and all this. Listen, you know, and you've yelled at everybody else in your family to get it together, and you know, you know. Get to work, start cleaning. Yeah. 
Listen, this wasn't just like cousin and them. This was Jesus with no warning. Martha gets to work, as many of us would. She starts cooking. She starts cleaning. She starts, she starts preparing. starts doing all this stuff. And Mary is just sitting there hanging out. Jesus, she's got Jesus right here. Probably not like this, but she's got Jesus hanging out. You're Jesus, by the way. Hey, Noah, Jesus. And uh, she's got Jesus right here, and, and um, he's just speaking. He's just talking. Mary's sitting, and Martha gets mad. <laughs> so much so that she tells Jesus to take care of it for her. She said, Jesus, tell Mary to get over here and help me work. Tell her to get over here and start working. Jesus said, Jesus said to Martha, he said, Martha, you, you're, you're concerned about a lot of things. He said, you're troubled about many things, Martha. But one thing is needful. One thing. One thing is needful, Martha. And Mary has chosen that good part, Scripture says. See, culture says, and culture even said in that day, when you got guests, take care of them. Fix the meal. Clean the house. Do it right. Get to work. Work, 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 work. Culture says that. Jesus says, sit down and talk to me. Jesus says, now's not the time to do what culture is doing. Now is the time to sit down and to hear me. We cannot allow what culture says or what culture does to determine what we do. Listen, y'all, it's, it's, it, in this culture, it's popular to be busy. It's popular to be in motion all of the time. It's like, culture's like, Culture's like the, the, the bird that recently uh, made its residence in my home, at, on my front door. We've got a wreath on our front door, outside of the front door, and that bird decided to make that wreath its home. Now we gotta, now we got to open the door, like, you know, like so gingerly. We're like, Lord, please don't let this nest. Culture's like that. It's, it's a house that is built in a place of continuous motion. Continuous movement. It's a place where there's always something going on. Busy, 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 busy. The bird can't rest because it's constantly looking for us to open the door and constantly waiting on us. When is somebody else coming? What is, what is happening next? It's a place of constant instability. And we have family units that have been totally decimated because of families that will not stop and slow down. One of that, that mom, that, 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 that mom lost one of the eggs. We opened the door, one of the eggs came falling out and splattered on the ground. Terrible. What are you laughing for? Jason. But it did. One of the eggs came coming out and, and it fell and it was lost. And we do it. This culture has done it at the expense of the family. They've been in so much motion that we don't think about the next generation. 
We don't think about the protection of the home and the safety of the kids and, and, and what's best for my family and generations down the road. We just have the mentality of, uh, I'm sorry, the, the culture has the mentality of just trying to, trying to keep up, trying to have nice things and, 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 and you know, getting a raise to get more nice things and, and a culture that keeps us continually in motion at the expense of the next generation and at the expense of our stability. But we cannot operate the way culture operates. You cannot operate the way our culture operates. There comes a moment in your life where you have to put down the plate, put down the rag, put down the stuff, and just sit at the feet of Jesus. Listen, there will always be another thing to do. There will always be something on the list. But your greatest moments in life will be when you stop, you sit down, and you hear from God. You listen to his voice. You hear his word. You let him speak to the issues and things in your life. Don't be so full of motion that you can't stop and hear the word of the Lord. What is the balance? When is the right time to slow down? When is the right time to stop? The Bible says I got to work. The Bible says if, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And I agree with that, that, that we ought to work. We ought to be, that, listen, this, this room is full of people that know how to work, but we struggle with the balance of when to work and when not to work. Here's the obvious answer, Mary and Martha. Jesus is in the room. Stop working. <laughs> Jesus is in your house. Stop. And sit down and hear his voice. He thought so much of you that he showed up to he showed up to your house and he shows up to your house. He shows up to your life every morning. You want to know what he shows up with? He shows up with mercy because his mercy is new every morning. You want to know? I'm, I'm causing you trouble. I'm sorry. You want to know what he shows up with? He shows up with joy because joy comes in the morning. You want to know what he shows up with in the morning? He shows up with a renewed mind. He shows up with a renewed sense of purpose. He show, he, after an intentional pause, God designed us to pause and to rest. And after that rest, he shows up. He says, okay, I'm here. And I'm here to speak. To God forbid that we ever get away from the simplicity of spending time with the Lord. Some of you are weary. Some of you are tired. Because you've been Martha. Turn to your neighbor and said, say, you know you've been Martha. Some of you have been Martha. Busy, moving. It's not a bad thing. What Martha did was not bad. It wasn't bad to prepare the house, but a good thing at the wrong time is a bad thing. Did you hear me? A good thing at the wrong time is a bad thing. 
You've got to do when Jesus is in the house. It's not the time to do the it's not the time to worry about the job and the things to do. It's time to sit with the Lord and let him restore your spirit. Let him restore virtue into you. Let him restore strength into you. It's time to sit with God. The Bible says that don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll, you'll reap if you faint not. How do you faint? How does somebody faint? Are, is everybody okay out there? I'm helping somebody in this room. I know I am. How do you faint? Here's, here's the obvious physical answer. When you expend more oxygen than you take in, you faint. You hit the floor. You're gone. You faint. When you push out more than you take in, you faint. So how do I faint spiritually? When I am in a posture of constant giving and I never receive back, I never get in his presence. I, I'll, I'll take it a step further. When I get into his presence, I'm just asking for needs or for problems or for issues. I, I'm not just sitting there. I'm not just, I'm not just God, I, I want to know who you are. I, I want to hear your voice. I want you to speak. It's, it's not that. It's not the simplicity of it anymore. Now it's, now it's needs. It's problems. It's, Lord, help. Lord, please. God, please. Please. You know, we're waving flags and prayers. We don't just sit anymore. We and some of us are on the verge of fainting or have fainted because we've expended more than we've taken in. We've given, we've pushed away, we've pushed out more than we have taken in. But God spoke, amen, to me on this Sunday morning to tell some of you that it's time to sit down. It's time to tarry a while. Sit in the presence of the Lord and you're going to find strength. You're going to find virtue. You're going to find help. You're going to find that you're going to be a better worker because you spent time with the one you're working for. Amen. 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 John 11 and 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, which the town of Mary and her sister Martha, it was, it was, watch, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now there's a crisis. Now there's an issue. Lazarus, her brother, is dead. Then when Mary was come, verse 32 of John 11. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Lazarus, Lazarus is dead. She falls at his feet, says if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Mary is overwhelmed by the problem that is before her. Wondering how is this going to get fixed. But here, here is where Mary did it right. That wasn't the first time she fell at his feet. You hear me? 
That was not the first time that Mary fell at his feet. When was the first time? I'll tell you when the first time was. It was when Jesus showed up in the house and Mary had a costly ointment. It was an ointment that she couldn't afford to give. But the Bible says she broke open that alabaster box and she began to anoint his feet. She began to pour over him love. She began to pour on him her prayers and tears. Amen. That was not the first time that Mary had spoken to the Lord. Mary had been in his presence long before the trouble came, long before the issue arose. Amen. And when the problem came, Mary just went back to the feet of the master. And I've come to tell somebody in this room, it's time to just get at his feet again. It's time to just spend time with the Lord again. He's going to hear you when the problem comes. He's going to help you when Lazarus is in a tomb. He's going to speak life to it but you've got to spend time with him I want you to stand with me all over the building patience is a virtue possess it if you can found seldom in a woman but never in a man that was supposed to be funny We struggle with patience. We struggle with just sitting. We struggle with just stopping. I'm going to tell you, I feel something so strong in this room. I really do. There's virtue in this house. Some of you have been been looking. You've been searching. The Holy Ghost was not just for this book. Listen. Listen. Somebody's told you that that God doesn't pour out His Spirit anymore? Listen, they're wrong. Scripture says that if the Spirit of Christ, uh, that, that, that if the Spirit of Christ that raised Jesus up from the dead dwelleth in you, dwelleth in you, dwelleth in you, it will quicken your mortal bodies. Talking about the rapture. Listen, the rapture was not just for the people in this book. It's for all of us. And because the rapture's for all of us, the Holy Ghost is for all of us. It's not just for the people in this book. You've got to have the Holy Ghost to see him. John 3, except a man be born again of water and of spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Some of you, you've got to have his spirit. It's a gift. It's not an obligation. It's a wonderful gift that he pours out on the rich, the poor. He pours out on everybody. He gives it to everybody that asks. It's for everybody. Somebody say it's for everybody. The Holy Ghost is for everybody. And the Holy Ghost is not only for you to get initially and then leave alone. John 4, woman, woman at the well is searching, had all kinds of husbands. She's at the well. Jesus shows up. She's sitting, she's waiting. She stays a while. Jesus gets to the problem because that's what he does. Go get, go get your husband. Well, <laughs> about that. 
I've had five, four or five husbands, and the one I'm with now is not, not my husband. Oh. So now Jesus gets to the problem because he's not interested in just the symptoms. He's interested in the problem. He said, give me a drink from the well. She said, why, why are you asking me to get you a drink? Jews don't have anything to do with Samaritans. You, you shouldn't ask me to get that for you. He said, you're right. You should be asking me for a drink. He, because he said, he that believeth in me, he said, I'm going to put in them a well that will spring up into everlasting life. The Holy Ghost was never meant to be something that was received initially and then neglected. It was meant to be something received initially and then drawn from continually. Some of you are thirsty and don't know it. It's been a while since, you've, since that well has sprouted up. You've served, you've given, you've worked, you've, you've, you've spent out, you've done all of this. But you haven't drawn from the well that he's put in you. Stir up the gift that is within you. Martha, Jesus is in the house. Stop working and sit down. Saint of God, preacher, Jesus is in the house. Stop and let him speak to you. I want everybody in this room, I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands. pray for these precious people today I pray for these precious people today people have a heart to serve have a heart to work I pray God virtue I pray healing I pray strength Lord, I pray for the individual that's walked into this building needing something outside of what they have. I pray that you'd fill them with your spirit today. I pray that you would put that well in them that springs up, that springs up, that springs up in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Just just receive of the Lord right now. They're going to begin to sing. I just want you to, I just want you to open up your spirit. And just receive of the Lord. Come on, He's here right now. He's here in this building right now. Open up your spirit. Come on, don't get in a hurry. Open up your spirit and let Him speak. Open up your spirit and let Him help. Let Him restore. Come on, all over this building right now. You can stay where you are. You can come up. But God is speaking. God is helping. God is pouring out of his
His Spirit. Would you just receive of Him? Would you just receive from God right now? Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.